Hello, I'm Leanne Rupsom, and this is the Out of the Fire podcast, where we talk about intercessory prayer, the prophetic, and other Christian topics. I'm an author and speaker, prophetic teacher, and intercessor. Welcome. Once again, we're continuing on with our series, Keys to Increasing in Discernment. This is part seven of that series, and we're going to talk about how having discernment from the Lord can change the way we pray. We can go two ways in prayer, the way of the soul or the way of being led by the Spirit. Whether we discern the world around us through our soul with all its limited, flawed, natural thinking, or through communion between our spirit and the Holy Spirit makes a huge difference not only in how we act, but in how we pray. Continually asking the Lord to help us discern spiritually according to his point of view will increasingly lead us into more perfect, effective praying, which in turn causes us to receive more answers. The way of the Spirit is to be life-giving in everything we do, including our prayers. However, it is easy to slip into prayers which are not life-giving. If we do not correctly discern whether we are operating from the soul or the Spirit, we end up like the disciples did in Luke 9, verses 51 through 56. In this passage, Jesus was journeying toward Jerusalem. He sent messengers ahead to arrange lodgings in Samaria, but he was not welcomed there. And when James and John saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elijah did? But Jesus turned and rebuked them and said, You do not know what manner of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man has not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Unfortunately, there are times when Jesus' prayer warriors do not know what spirit we are of either, and we pray things which are not according to his heart. When we pray from a wrong spirit, guess which kingdom we are cooperating with? Hint, it's not the kingdom of light. How can we do better? First of all, we can ask ourselves some heart-searching questions. Number one, do I have love and compassion for those involved, or do I possess a heart that is vengeful, angry, and judgmental? During and right after the last few presidential elections, there were a lot of contentious, judgmental Christians speaking their mind. That carried over into how many of us prayed. Politics can be quite a hot button, especially if moral issues are at stake, and therefore they well illustrate how easy it is to slip into praying out of an angry, judgmental heart. Church disunity is another example of where we can fall into this pit. It's possible to have a genuine revelation of truth and yet apply it to prayer out of a wrong spirit, thereby aligning ourselves with the kingdom of darkness, all the while believing we are in union with Christ's kingdom. I realize this is not our intent. 
And it was not James and John's intent in Luke 9 either. They were upset on Jesus' behalf, and they mistook the offense of their hearts for righteous indignation, and they were ready to use their spiritual authority to cut down and kill people. We have to watch ourselves so that we don't operate that way. Number two, do I want what is best for everyone concerned, or am I only interested in what brings advantage and comfort to me? What was going on with James and John? Loyalty to Jesus was present, but there was something of a dark nature motivating their desire to destroy. I would guess it was probably prideful ambition. How dare they refuse us hospitality? Don't they know who we are? Throw in with that a desire for immediate gratification of physical comfort needs, and you've got a good soulish reason to react as they did. Philippians 2 verse 3 gives us guidance on the motives which should govern our prayers. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than themselves. Several translations word strife and vainglory as selfish ambition and conceit. Strife has also been translated as a party spirit or a faction. We need to guard our hearts from such attitudes so that they don't enter into our prayers. Number three, am I following Jesus' instructions to bless those who curse me and pray for those who despitefully use me? That's mentioned in Matthew 5:44. Or am I just concerned about my own vindication? Using 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 through 7, the passage about charitable love as the standard for how we pray will greatly help us. Of course, we live by the whole of Genesis through Revelation, but if we will align ourselves with this particular passage, we won't go very far wrong in our prayers. One of the principles of prayer is that you can't help but love those for whom you pray. Pray with the understanding that Jesus loved and died for the people who are giving you a bad time. You might have to grit your teeth at first while you consciously pray blessing upon them, but as you obey the Lord by doing so, he will fill you with his perspective and with creative prayers for them which are straight from his heart. You will gain insight into why they behave the way they do, and your compassion for them will be ignited. As time goes on, you will find that your forgiveness toward them is not just a decision, but a heartfelt emotion as well. You may even see them soften and change, but at the very least, you will soften and change. This goes for people you personally deal with in life, but it also works in praying for morally corrupt political leaders. We'll continue on with this list next time. I'd like to invite you to visit my website, characterbuildingforfamilies.com. You'll find many pages there filled with information and encouragement for you. And I'd also like to ask you to go to the products tab there and take a look at my book, The Spirit-Filled Guide to Personal Prophecy. 
You can also get it at Amazon and other online book retailers, but it's there at my website as well. This is Leanne Ropesum with Out of the Fire. Thank you for listening.